It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the club. This is another episode of your friends over here at the Saturday Friends Club. I am Josh. Next to me is Sabrina. Hello. There's Eric. hi And then there is Martin. Hi. We're here again for another wondrous episode here at the Saturday Friends Club with the deal of Animaniacs. But let's talk about uh, let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about toys. Toys. Let's just have a little bit of a topic. What were our favorite toys glowing glowing up? <laughs> um, what were our favorite toys growing up? I was the Genesis kid in the house. Is that mm. okay? So we're including like we're including electronics. Though. Yeah, we can do okay. electronics. Oh, okay, like okay. I I didn't have much in the way of like actual other toy. Like I primarily remember me having video games. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I was number one, just, like, computer games all the time. Um, if I had to pick stuff that's not, like, computer games, um, I like Micro Machines. Yes! High five. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I had all the military ones. Um, yeah, same here. Uh, let's see, yeah. Um, a lot of wood, like, yeah, this is not shocking, a lot of wooden, like, wooden weapons. Like, I think my brother and I made, I don't know how many... Like wooden swords, by we had a we had a bunch of extra crown moldings. We did a remodel in our house, and it was like a piece of crown molding, and you'd like duct tape one end, and you could have like a crossbar on it, and it had this like this nice like wedge shaped piece of wood. It's very safe. <laughs> I may or may not have knocked may have may or may not have used a flail and knocked a box of an empty box of soda off my sister's head once like what not even like a flail that was the solid might, piece but the one might, that had the chain you might be a redneck if <laughs> if you attend if you try and knock a soda box off the top of your sister's head with a flail with a flail and a, and possibly could have murdered her was this amanda or emily amanda and listen no matter who which one it was it would have been awful <laughs> Yet she's the one you're the closest to. Yeah, but we're both close. I like both of my sisters. I know I'm saying you don't like both of them. But I wasn't doing it out of anger. I was doing it out of awesome. And then, like, the realization afterwards of, like, oh, that was a really dumb idea. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. She see, could have died. See, parents, kids realize when they're doing something dumb, but they realize, like, 20 minutes afterwards, <laughs> it just takes a second to catch up. It's mm. just, like, yeah. hit, knocked it off her head and went, like, wow, that spike went totally through that box. Yeah. Wow, that would have done a lot of damage. Huh. <laughs> have any of you had near murderous attempts to your fa- to yourself or to your family? I've got, I've got one. Okay, uh, go ooh. for it. So uh, apparently, I do not remember this, but apparently when I was about four Good years sign. old, um, I had taken my baby sister outside, and my parents at that time used to have a motorcycle, and so I put her on the motorcycle, and somehow I had figured out how to um, you know, disengage the brake on the motorcycle, and it started riding down the road. Um, and then my parents fortunately saw me uh, doing this, and then they caught uh, my sister before she went further down the road. But needless to say, I was in timeout for about six hours. Oh my God. Six hours for that? Mm-hmm. That was not that bad. For, for attempted for attempted murdering your siblings? Yeah. Don't- I mean, w- w- my sister and I are cool now, but, you know. Was it actually she, attempted she murder? You were like, I need to get rid of this kid. Please take the motorcycle out of town. I think there was some of that in there, but I think the other part of it was just jealousy over her Furby. <laughs> well, have um, you seen have you seen that thing where you can like hack for, uh, Furby now and like you can get you can get their operating system to display on their eyes? The modern nope. Furbies, yeah, the, the new ones like the, <laughs> nope. the eyes are like are like screens, and you can actually access their like little Furby BIOS. I don't like those ones; they look dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow, I mean, come, Sabrina coming down on the on <laughs> new Furby. Yeah, new Furby we're, sucks. Weird, uh, Sabrina's hard stance. Twenty seventeen. Those are dumb. <laughs> Sabrina's hard stance. We're definitely going to talk about like Tamagotchis at some point. Yeah, well, I, I, we used to have images of Tamagotchis on the site. Ooh, and, okay. Oh, that's I right. Revamped right, yeah. it. Well, it's all right. vamped up now. Yeah, it's all, it's all it's all somewhat nicer. I think my brother and I, I we never seriously injured each other, but just a lot of, uh, just a lot of you know physical beating back and forth. I definitely like. He, like, split my lip open at some point. I definitely, like, hit him as hard as I could over the head with a large stick, like, as he walked out of his room one time. We still think about that one as, like, that's one of our favorites, because I don't even, I don't even remember what my reasoning was, but I'm just, like, I had this, like, pretty hefty stick, and it was like, wham! Wow. 
Anybody remember tech decks? The ones where you the like the I always, skateboards. Even as a kid, I always on? thought those were stupid. Yeah, I I thought they were stupid too. But here's the thing: um, when I was younger, um, my dad used to do these VHS recordings of Starship Troopers um, because we were cheap back then. Um, and Wait, so multiple that's recordings? different now. Huh? That's different now. Yes. Okay. Wait, multiple recordings? Yes. Uh, so he, every every time the new episode came on, my dad would actually record it for us. It was really sweet. oh the animated show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Razor's Roughnecks. For those of you who know it from a different name, we might actually do that show later on. But anyway, uh, the point being that um, that uh, without a fault, every commercial break would have a tech deck advertisement, <laughs> and so it's just been ingrained into my mind. This is like the. Uh... The Star Wars holiday special, like one of the two recordings for it, has a bunch of commercials. It's like everyone who has actually seen the Star Wars holiday special has seen all these like dumb ads from the seventies. Ah, oh, jeez! Like back in the day when they had AIDS, get your AIDS today. You know, it's, it it's... was like it was like G- ads for like the like General Motors ads for their union or something. It was very strange. Hmm. All, uh, from from what I can tell, the on the, on the internet, you know, uh, apparently tech decks I think are still very popular with people's like parakeets. <laughs> well, there's a lot of like birds writing tech decks, which are very funny. Fun fact of the day: get get your bird a tech deck. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll do some sweet ollies with it. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, there are a lot of videos just, of just people just a just, bu- on just a budgie like grinding beef 720 style in this tech deck. <laughs> I'm kicking meds, flips, y'all. I'm, I'm not a skater. <laughs> I don't fucking know nothing. Oh my god! All right. Uh, well, let's go before we start making ourselves even look worse off. Uh, <laughs> shall we go ahead and move on to the topic of the day? Can I do it? Go, go ahead, Martin. It's time for. Well, I, I I've got a, I've got something uh, for that. Oh, okay. I mean, I, that's all the time we have. Sorry. I can, <laughs> all right, those have been the no. Uh, here, this will take care of it for you. It's time for Animaniacs, and we're saying it to the max. There you go, Martin. Yes! Does make you feel better? This makes me go back to the wonderful, wonderful years of 1998 and 1999. So wonderful, you're slipping back further away from the microphone. Even uh, I'm so far away now! <laughs> I'm so far back, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like... Was it really that late? Was it 98, 99? Well, actually, it was produced in the uh, late 1980s and early 1990s, and then um, it was aired on Fox Kids from 1993 okay, to okay, 1995, okay, okay. but they were actually doing reruns, you know. Like right, right, okay. So popular. Also, we need to make sure that we are saying this correctly, <laughs> as I have stated before the episode. <sighs> that Steven the- Spielberg presents Animaniacs. Thank you. Happy... We have to make sure that it's stated correctly. He uh, he owes for, a lot of money to the Spielberg for estate. Accuracy. <laughs> so if we're going on the note of accuracy, then allow me to pull up the Wikipedia article. Oh, can, this one that says that I, it was an American animated comedy television series created by Tom Rieger. Can, yeah, that can I one. open with one and very was, important question? What are they? The Warner Brothers. No, no, no. And the, the Warner Sister Dot. Yeah, yeah, but what, what are they? They're cats. Are they cats? I think I mean, so. They're not really cats. They're they're, they're just the Warner Brothers. Don't question it. <laughs> Don't take it away from me. But they have to be something. But they're just they're just talking abstract shapes. Fuck if I know. Okay. Maybe you're the, you're maybe the experts. The Wikipedia states. Maybe it. the internet will tell us what they are. Yeah. I don't know. We I mean, could try Google. Why don't you Google what species are the Animaniacs? Look, yeah, tell us what, what look, you find. Okay, you know what? There's some things in life that are better not delving into yeah, a level gonna, of analysis and deconstruction. Okay? We're going to break your immersion in the Animaniacs like, multiverse. I swear to God. I, oh my God, it's I, like the right next... second one to pop up. Alright. Oh what is it? They're probably dogs. <laughs> swear to God. I don't like this. They're wallabies, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> oh my. Okay, you want to share this with us, Sabrina? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my God. This is really great for a podcast where yeah. we hold on oh, while you scroll I gotta, through a Let page. me pull up the whole article because okay. I don't want because it didn't say everything. Animaniacs. Okay, so it gives it give. Okay, the article does what we thought they were, what they actually are, <laughs> and why their species was ever in question. So it, this is from the short list. It says we thought that they were mice, cats, some hellish crossbreed of the two. What they actually are, generic animal creatures. What? 
That's not an answer. Generic animal creatures. Okay. Uh, okay, so why I don't there... think we need more than that. That answers. Fine. No, you no, no. This is funny, though. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Okay, so because their species actually is in question, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot were originally intended to be ducks. Before a Warner Bros. executive decided cartoon ducks had already been done, and they were promptly changed to the generic animal creatures you see before you. That's... Seemingly based loosely on Mickey Mouse, the Animaniacs were unashamed fence sitters in nature's cartoon kingdom. That's uh, okay. That's a that's a real like whiff in terms of the cartoon department. I don't know. I'm sorry. We... They're not ducks. Yeah, <laughs> we already you found know, out there were tails. I think it about just would have been. It would have made any kind of intersection with. You know, uh, DuckTales or Donald Duck just feel all... Ooh, there's a show I watched. <laughs> all, all, all the more odd. Yeah, the weird... I, uh, just a fun side fact, but, like, DuckTales Ooh. and, like, the DuckTales universe is, like, huge in Europe. Like, there were, like, DuckTales comics and a bunch of other stuff that very big in Europe for some reason. Do they have DuckTales con- uh, cons where people go... I don't know, but I know someone DuckTales who can answer characters. that. I love DuckTales. And do they have special DuckTale... After dark parties, Sabrina is pointing to something on our shelf. Oh, except they're covered. I'm sorry. I have like three Ducktales, like little. I think they were McDonald's toys, where they're the three of the characters are in airplanes. It's really cute. Oh, okay. But you can't really hold on. Yes, this is a podcast. It's very hard it's for anyone for to see. Yeah, just us. Oh, it's for us. We're doing visual jokes on the podcast. There you go. Oh, I feel so in. Look how informed you are. Ducktales. Yeah, wow, this is... Oh, wait, not yeah, DuckTales. Okay, that's not DuckTales, never okay, mind. That's, that's, that's Tailspin. I always get the two confused for some uh, reason. From it has fans. tails in the Moving name. Moving on. Moving on. What are, another good series, okay? Moving on.org. Irrelevant. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay, uh, so let's see. Uh, considered during the animation renaissance of the late 1980s and early 90s, uh, aired on Fox Kids, appeared on the WB. It was in a variety show style with short skits. Martin, you are the master for this particular episode. I you, am. you lead our discussion. Uh, why are the Animaniacs good? Goodness, why are the Animaniacs not good? Is a better question that you should be asking. Um, okay, why are they not good? Uh, by the way, <laughs> I should probably mention this uh, before we start. We have four episodes that we had on our watch list. The episodes were E4, Hooked on a Ceiling, slash Godfeathers the Beginning, mm-hmm. E68, Miami Mama Mia and Pigeon on the Roof, E80, or, sorry, E38, Spellbound, and E59, Ragamuffin, slash Woodstock Slappy. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask somebody also right off the bat. Did you purposely pick, like... We have one actual Animaniacs episode and then three that are like the ensemble cast. Well, yes. well, I mean, that's the thing. You really want to be able to kind of get the full experiences. So like you, the, the essential the pigeons. Yeah, the essential experience of Animaniacs comes down to, you know, uh, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, obviously. But then also Pinky and the Brain, um, the uh, Woody and Slappy, uh, the dog and little kid. I forget the name there. Um <laughs> Muffins the, and Mindy. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, Mindy. yeah. Thank the, you. The the Animaniacs like Warner Brothers multiverse. Yeah, I was so, quite you, sad you just, that you didn't get Rita. Oh, of course. Well, Rita definitely needs to be in that as well. But I mean, for for anybody, this this rich, very well developed group <sighs> of uh, of characters is just is it's just a joy to witness. It's it's you know, there not only is the comedy top notch, and you've got brilliant written dialogue you've got great slapstick comedy you have wonderful memorable songs there's a, like there's a fuckload of music in this show i yeah. completely forgotten how and, much of this is sung yeah and not even and it's not even just uh back like like song music too it's background music there's just so much quality that goes into the sound design that really makes this show absolutely brilliant beyond measure i think we can measure it how would you measure it i don't know <laughs> Your version. It's just our personal soundboard over Red, there. Red looked very confused about that. <laughs> yeah, it, she was very. Well, there's no trumpet in here. Human, I don't. <laughs> human makes strange noise. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, even some of the folks who wrote the original underscore Richard Stone, Steve Bernstein, Julie Bernstein, Carl Johnson, I could go on and on, but these folks. They were really honed in on exactly that kind of, you know, well-timed, responsive, 
uh, responsive scoring that it's, just accentuated I, all the jokes, made all the punchlines, all the better. The, the cadences of the, of the show is very, like, who's on first, it feels like. Yeah. Um, which they actually do at one point. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, it, yeah, it was interesting to watch. I, have, I didn't watch nearly as much WB cartoons as I watched Nickelodeon, because my grandparents who, like, would... If I was in the school, my grandparents would, like, babysit us, and then my parents would pick me up in the evening. So I watched a lot of Nickelodeon because they had cable. So, like, WB was always something that was, like, on the weekends when I watched TV, if, mm-hmm. I, if I did. So my experience with Animani- Animaniacs is a lot less than, like, with our next episode. Or our next... Yeah. Yeah. But it was it's interesting, yeah, it's, like, this ensemble cast, which they just kind of, like, jump... They have, like, five different shows, but they're all really one show. Yeah, it all kind of pulls together into... Oh, oops. <laughs> I, I did. L- yeah, learn how learn how to mic. Yeah, I need to learn how to mic. Apparently, um, but it is. Sproing. It's all of these. Um, you know, all of these uh, miniature. Sh- m- excuse me. Miniature. <laughs> <laughs> all of these elements, all of these uh, individual shows that kind of come together into just this gel, this this oozing, you know, wondrous <laughs> what mass well, hold on, hold on. Of, of wonder that What's is oozing. The this human- is not Roger Rabbit. No, there's no ooze. <laughs> was uh, was Bob Hoskins in here somewhere? Uh, I'm not sure. It, it, it's funny that it is this multiverse show because it's like they all have their own shows, but then they just appear into their shows. Yeah. So like Spellbound was just straight up a Pinky and the Brain adventure. Yeah, it was. It I, was. I did. I also when I I'd like to point out when I watched that I did cat. I they, they did a funny on the like wall of Berlin's ingredients. One of them is. Like Ishtar box office receipts, which is like a very topical joke from the time. Yeah, Ishtar being this like a famous movie from the mid '90s uh, that was this famous like uh, monetary and critical flop. It cost some ungodly amount of money to make, so hmm. they yeah. made a joke. Well, that that one. So, if we, do we want to do we want to talk in generalities, or do we want to hit each episode that so we covered? Let's here? go ahead and hit each episode, starting with the episode that is often cited as you know the quintessential Animaniacs episode. Ma, let's see, I believe it's the Michelangelo one. So, hooked on a ceiling yes, slash on a good ceiling. feathers, the beginning. Yes, hooked on a ceiling. So, for those of you who have not seen this episode, what is the essential plot of it is Michelangelo fire, fires all of his workers while painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, but he realizes that he has no workers. Well, um, on top of that, the Pope is actually coming by to see the finished ceiling soon, so he hires the Warners. Uh, to come by and paint various pictures due to their, um, uh, <clears throat> well, actually, ah, gosh, I got a little bit too excited. Ceiling <laughs> derailed, but basically, they they come by and they start to uh, they start to paint and uh, create various pictures. But they go and strive away from Michelangelo's vision of all of these naked people because they just found it disgusting. We love, <laughs> and they then later they, they said they love painting painting we love paying yeah. naked people. Yeah, apparently so. And um, as part of their uh, completion of the Sistine Chapel and all of the naked people that are, are uh, present in the ceiling, you have a bit of a shout-out to E.T. Um, a and, bit of a shout-out? Yes. <laughs> it's a, well, actually, a very clear and present um, if, uh, celebration of E.T., what, what, really. What were, the, what were the other, like, the panels they painted? It was, like, Elvis? Yeah. What was the painting in the middle with the children? What was that? That looked familiar. Uh, and then the last one was, um, either way, the three, the three pop culture. If it was done today, it would be like the three wolf moon thing. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, huge pop culture um, references there. But the but the part that's, that's very clever about it is that um, the Pope, who's coming by, is actually revealed to be Steven Spielberg. Because when Michelangelo is talking about the Pope, he says, his eminence. So you would normally presume that actually, oh, it would actually be the you know the Roman Catholic uh, Pope, and instead it's Steven Spielberg who the show is named after. He's like a reoccurring. You know, he ca- presents Animaniacs. Yeah, he presents Animaniacs. Did he actually do the voice? Um, well, yeah, I was trying to figure out like who uh, the 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 um, Michelangelo is try is like aping some like actor that I'm. It, well, it's I just driving I, me crazy. I'm pretty sure that's. I mean, that, that's Maurice Lamarche. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know what I don't know who he's aping there. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> like I half think he's like aping the guy that does Spartacus. Like I'm, it feels like that, but I'm I'm just not certain. It, it just felt like that was Maurice LaMarche's like regular just voice. <laughs> it's just when his voice is just this when he's not when he's not Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Uh, then it is, yeah, it's, it's it's all just these little gags of them just showing up and wrecking everything, and then yeah. kicking, picking, yeah, kicking Michelangelo out and forcing him to choose wallpaper. Yeah. And he was kind of, like, distracted by that wallpaper process, and he realized, oh, wait, they're totally messing up the Sistine Chapel, and he comes back in. and It's painted white. Painted white. <laughs> completely covered. And it's just, it's it's great. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a it's just hilarious slapstick, which points to some kind of an um, underlying uh, theme that I'll get into later. But more or less, it is, you know, it really is uh, just the, the, the Warners coming in, causing a storm of shenanigans and all that but somehow coming to some kind of resolution that ends up working for the character's problem so that's that one piece the uh the the second piece of this is the good feathers yes uh the good feathers which i will admit i've never been a fan Mm. yeah this is like it can be hit or miss i mean so yeah the good feathers are pretty much just the good feathers are aping the good fellas which is like joe pesci robert de niro ray liotta but in a very like general sense oh well yeah but they're they're doing the voices like right, they're, right. they're yeah. doing the pesci they're doing the de niro <laughs> joe like, pesci it's, so it's it's totally those you know the god pigeon being like marilyn brando yeah like, it's all it's way marlin. on the nose yeah it's all all, there. all references that children would get yeah i mean even look at the names i mean uh it's as pesto Right, yeah. Come on, it's it's pretty much a clear, clear. Uh, they get they, to it. they get into it later, but yeah, there's a like I think this is just like them teeing off references of of things that like kids have zero idea and it's clearly for the parents. Yeah, but you know, it had a lot of like just your general ways crazy like fight scenes and situational comedy. Oh, we got to get this bagel. How are we going to get this bagel? Okay, well we we're gonna go through the sewer and get it this way and oh no a car ran over my hand but hey i'm a cartoon so that didn't actually like cripple me for life yes this was uh, this is at the time where um rampant degrees of cartoon violence was uh well <laughs> very commonplace hey okay well this is like i mean they, they they do it at the end of at least one of the episodes um but they have like the wheel of morality because i'm pretty like, oh yeah yes this show is like I, I wheel of these, morality turn, for some turn, reason turn. The, for some reason the wb shows seem to like they they seem to do a lot of like taking the piss out of like unnecessary censorship mm-hmm. because they do that and then like because i think pinky in the brain towards the very end they like they demanded that Il, like elvira become a character on the show that was very strange i i don't remember that for, like a yeah. short period she was like a permanent member of pinky in the brain <laughs> And they, they like they played it in the show like it was just like why is this character like this makes no sense, <laughs> and so it was like it, I think they I think they clearly got like studio meddling and were just happy to like call yeah. attention to it. We hired this lady; she's going to say some lines and then leave. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much the Good Feathers was pretty straightforward. The Wheel of Morality, yeah, it's, it's pretty much taking a piss and just saying like you know don't eat marbles or something like that you know yeah but it's it always was, something it's, cryptic and it's weird. very token-esque and just like yeah and i think it's idea like i'm sure that i'm sure they're the whole they're funding the show is predicated on it being this like educational thing yeah though i do this wasn't listed as one of the episodes that we have but we didn't have any like the big musical numbers like the the no the, we did the, not the, no. like the, the country song country song yeah like country is, song or the state song yeah which is a very good one yeah uh, those the state the the world one is probably the most impressive because he just goes on and yeah. on, like that is a that is actually amazing from Rob Paulson. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, just even vocally that is hard to maintain. You have a you have to have a lot of training, a lot of breath control to be able to just get through it, especially towards the end where he's just going right through all of the nations. And I'm that. wondering if that like how much how much of that was cutting and editing. Good win, but I, I, like- bet, I bet there were probably. I'm sure he probably did that song a few times, and they cut out. They cut to particular pieces that right. were better. But I mean, that as is is just kind of like whoa. Did, did and- they do that with like every WB show? Because the the Pinky and the Brain has the Brainstem song. Brain, yep, they, yeah. they did that. Yeah. Brainstem, Cerebellum right, Cerebellum, or Cerebellum right, Cerebellum right, yep. Uh, all right, so let's see. The next one that we got on here is Miami, Mamma Mia, and Pigeon on the Roof, which was both God, good more, feathers. More, yeah, more, more of feathers. Them. Yeah, I honestly, like, I honestly like didn't like, yeah, okay. All right, my uh, 
<laughs> my sink just decided to burble up. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's we great. all like stopped. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Red, so what, what happens in this crappy apartment when somebody decides to use the garbage disposal upstairs? <laughs> Makes monsters appear in our kitchen. I lived in a dorm room in college once in which um, I'm pretty sure like all the light sockets were fed through like a single conduit that ran between uh, the different floors. So if someone was smoking weed on the floor below me, it would come like through my light socket, which was right next to where my be- like my, my like computer was. So it would just be like, oh man. Just getting a contact high off of the <laughs> off socket. Of the, off of the light. Just put my nose up there like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't got school tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I could easily go. I could easily just go down there, but you know, I'd, re- I'd rather like ve- I'd rather like hotbox this light socket. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, Miami, Mamma Mia. That was the one where what was it? Pesto. Was- yeah, Pesto's ma- mom is about to remarry, but Pesto doesn't want a new stepfather. And he's Steven Seagal. Yep. <laughs> and he's he's a really and opposed to actually being like Steven Seagal and just like. Yeah, okay, like this. All right, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna kick you. Hey, like got it. I'm now 400 pounds. <laughs> oh, the explanation wore me out. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just—he's just a generally good guy who's totally going for cougars. Mm-hmm. But he's a nice seagull, and then at the end, Pesto decides, "Hey, I like this. He seems like he's okay." And then all the good feathers bits just seem like the writers are like, we have guys that can do good voices. Let's just like do a voice. We're just going to do an episode that's just all about voices. It's like, who can do? Yeah, the difference in doing impressions. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we did this. And then the guy that uh, the squirt's going to say something that pisses Pesto off and they're going to fight while Bobby laughs. And there you go. There's the episode. <laughs> Done. Brilliant piece of work. <laughs> And then, okay, and then the one that was actually probably the primary reason that they that you had this on here, Pigeon on the Roof. Yes. Which that is, was really good. Which is the a very on-the-nose play of Fiddler, Fiddler on, on the, the roof. roof. Fiddler on the Roof. What? Really? What? <laughs> they try real hard. Yeah, it's, 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 it was very it's subtle. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It's very subtle. <laughs> I mean, but what's to say about this? I mean, what do you guys think about this episode? What did you really like from it? I mean, it. They did a good job of taking nearly every single. I mean, I, I I've never seen. I've seen only bits and pieces of. Yeah, Fiddler same. On the Roof. I've, I've seen. I've seen like the num- musical numbers and. But I know that they are like I know that they. Oh, this is very much an homage to that song in the play that they just made it pigeonized, which is like okay, that's dumb, but it's no cartoon. Okay, that's kind of cool. I liked it. I, I mean, I just like musicals in general, and I like and I like it when cartoons play with musicals. And just, I thought it was pretty funny. I, I liked it better when I like it better when the music is like a point thing, like in Rocco's Modern Life when they do the the garbage song. We're on strike. Well, that one too. <laughs> I was episode, uh, yeah, <laughs> the episode of Zanzibar where they have the like the the track like the Earth Day musical. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that nearly made my list, but that's for next episode. Yes, yes. But uh, but I was just saying, like, I I kind of like it better when like because this is like every other line of dialogue leads into a song. Yeah, but yeah. that was that was Fiddler the on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof was a mostly a mu- it was a straight musical with oh, oh, some I'm, lines that were spoken. I mean, Animaniacs in general feels like it's just like there's a lot of there's a lot of music in this show, but that's part of the appeal. You know, it's it's part of what makes it Animaniacs. I was also really happy that uh, we saw this episode because for the longest time I could not remember who the statue got changed into. And I was just like, oh, it's Regis Phil. Regis Philvin. Regis Phil. There's a lot. Yeah. Like, he's talking about 90s references. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Yep. Most easy. But overall, great episode. Yeah. You guys need to check it out. No, that the pigeon it. on the roof is a, uh, as much as I'm kind of like good feathers. Eh, that one was neat, also because they totally did play it off like it was a play. Yeah, where like at some point they were back scenes, and oh looks where it's getting beat up again back scenes. Well, I mean, he always gets beat up. That's just <laughs> always that's just part of the gag. It's it's the it's the ongoing. All right, so the the next one, Spellbound, I think actually is pretty relevant because one, it's the first like full length Pinky and the Brain episode, which is the only full length Pinky and the Brain episode well, that I, Animaniacs had. I think it was because that was I. My assumption is they thought they had something going, and that was the tester for the series that oh, came after. Are you, are you yeah, sure? I I think it was, but I'm not fully certain. 
Well, I, 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 it, I think that's a possible theory. I, I mean, I feel like it because it's just like, can we take no, no, this they, little slice and make it into no, a no, longer No, but that thing? slice opened with the Pinky and the Brain intro. So I think they, they, that was not the Pinky and the Brain's like Genesis story. Well, well, it was not a Genesis story. It was just like... No, you know, I also I don't think that was a pilot for the Pink... I think Pink and the Brain was already out when this episode aired. No, I'm no, pre- no, no. I'm no, pretty Pink certain it was after. Yeah, like, Pink and the Brain, like, the series had, came out after But that. it had the Pinky and the Brain intro with them in the lab. They've and, always had that intro. Yeah. Uh, like, they that didn't intro, have the full. That intro was created for Animaniacs. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let me find out. I personally think Pinky and the Brain is the superior show, but... You know what? It came from Animaniacs, so you know, sure. But you have to you have the, to give credit. The to number of celebrity re- like the, the the like all the spells are celebrity names in that episode. That was funny. All right, let's take a look and see when this uh, Pinky and the Brain started. Uh, let's see. They did not lay this out particularly well. Yeah, do better job, Wikipedia. I know, really. I need to be able to access information on my, like, cartoons quickly. Like, I I have all the information of the world that's just badly sorted. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Going down. Voice actors, music, humor. Come on. Popularity. All right. Uh, I need to just do a search for 19. Uh, Let's see. It won several Emmys in 1996. Mm -hmm. So So I guess it was later. Yeah, because Animaniacs ran from 1993 to 1995. uh, Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah, so that's interesting though. It's like I I completely forgot that Pinky and the Brain came from Animaniacs. Yeah, well, no no good feathers uh, spinoff show though. <laughs> no, unfortunately, or fortunately. Yeah, probably fortunately. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, well, you know, well, no read and runt. Which, uh, as I always said, I always like as much as I tend to hate singing in shows like. Rita and Runt, I was just like, Rita's got a really good voice. Just Rita's, get rid of Runt. Yeah. Get rid of Runt. I Rita's don't voice was amazing. It always was a treat to listen yeah. to it. Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Oh, Bernadette. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Bernadette. I don't I don't know where she got her training from, but my God, it's, it's just... She's Broadway. Broadway training. Oh. Broadway. Yeah. Oh, okay. She did movies. Um, She did... Bra- she does Broadway. Yeah, she's... The name sounds familiar, right. but... Right. Uh, okay, that's a moment of ignorance for me. Well, Bernadette Peters was in the version of Cinderella with Brandy in it. Hmm. Hmm. If you remember that. No. Let's see. Bernadette Peters. Let's find out about her. She was. Um. She was also. Um. In a production of. Um. What the hell was that movie they did recently? And I had that guy that has his own talk show. Let's see. Uh, with the witches. Uh, she has, let's see. She's the most critically acclaimed Broadway performers, nominations and Tony Awards, winning two. Uh, Something in the so- woods. Uh, let's see. Into, uh, the, into woods. the woods. Oh. Yeah, into the yeah woods. she yeah. played the witch in Into the Woods. Yeah, Mac and Mabel, Sunday in the Park with George, Song and Dance, Into the Woods, The Goodbye Girl, and Get Your Gun and Gypsy. Yeah, so very accomplished. Yes, um, so very Was that like a thing? Because it seems like a lot of the WB shows had a lot of like Broadway references. Well, they had Broadway references. They had Hollywood references. They just took a lot from you know popular yeah, entertainment culture. This, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think that there, are, it's also like deep cuts. Like we're not talking about Millie Vanilli showing up on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Like we're yeah. talking about like real, real was, songstresses. Was, and, wait, was that yeah. moment like you saw it? You're like, I get this. Yeah, people with serious star power. Yeah, like uh, people that are actually le- genuinely talented opposed to, well, Millie Vanilli. Uh, <laughs> I'm sensing a bit of Millie Vanilli hate. No, Millie, do, do you know anything about Millie Vanilli and the fact that all of their audio was just some other dudes being recorded? Yes. <laughs> like, they weren't even actually the singers? I had not known that. No, dude, you should. If you don't know anything like about famous, Millie Vanilli, famous lip syncers. Yeah, it, like other people were singing and they were just mouthing out, you know, pretending to sing, and then they had a a record skip live on stage. Oh my gosh! Which pretty much doomed them, and then one of them committed suicide, and things went bad. Yep. Oof. Darkest sketch. Darkest sketch. All right. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah. So, uh, yeah. so back on to Animaniacs. So the uh, the Spellbound. We're talking about Pinky and the Brain. They are for some reason in medieval times, and they're trying to do Merlin's spell yes. to so they're the trying world. to get control the, last, the world. Yeah, they're trying to get the last ingredient for a spell in Merlin's book that will basically allow them to take over the world, which is of course the um, primary premise of Pinky and the Brain. Since uh, Brain is always obsessed with trying to take control of the world. And granted, I think Brain would do a pretty good job of running the world. Do you remember the one episode where he did control the world? <laughs> well, I do. Well, yeah, the, the one where he made Chia Earth? Well, he, there was the one where he like control, he like got everyone's, like he controlled the Earth, but I guess he upset Pinky and he was like, oh, never mind, this isn't good. I need Pinky. He, I well, need my man friend. Well, there's the episode mm-hmm. where Pinky, like he, like, He's like, well, Pinky, if you're so smart, why don't you try taking over the world? And, like, Pinky does, and they come within a hair's breadth of doing so, but, you know, it gets messed up. No, of course. Uh, But, yeah, Spellbound, so they need the dragon toenail to actually be able to to make the world, and so they have to go and take an industrial-sized nail clipper to a dragon's toenail. Uh, let's see, what were some of the stuff along the way? Because there was tons of it. I liked the witch who just, like, lobs fireballs at them. (laughs) Yep. That was, that was weird. Good. Yeah, uh, the- I'm looking. I'm waiting for some fat German children. <laughs> <laughs> Hansel and Gretel. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to trying to remember back on some. The, I mean, this, everything came. It, it has been a little bit, but it, you know, everything just came like really fast and hard on that. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was fun. I like this episode. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying to come up. What, what was the resolution on it like? It goes off, but like, as he's just trying to cast the spell, uh, Brain like ha- tries to give Pinky more advice on his song. Oh, right. And he says yeah, big cheese, right. and so just turns him into cheese. Oh, yeah. that's right. He just just turns into an enormous cheese. Oh, because, yeah, he makes those awful songs the entire time. Yes. Yep. Which then, as always, they take back the cheese to, the, to their cage and then plan their next plan to take over the world. <laughs> As they always do. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last one we have here is probably my favorite of the four. Ah, yes. And it's because of one particular character that has not been covered and doesn't get enough coverage because of how awesome she is. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is episode E59, Ragamuffins and Woodstock Slappy. Uh, Ragamuffins, I cannot even remember what was this. So this was a uh, parody of an early Warner's film. So like the uh, animation uh, style yeah, is in black yeah, and white. Yeah, and the it's... Warner's basically go back oh, right, into that right. 1929, you know, early, almost like Disney-esque animation. Oh, yeah. right. This was the, the bakery one. Yeah, it looks, the like, bakery one. It looks yeah, like Steamboat Willie. So they disguise themselves as pastry chefs to try and get some hands on uh, some uh, delicious yeah. pastries. That was actually pretty good. It was very, like, traditional slapstick. It was yeah. very... It was very... No, no words at all. Just, just Good old slapstick and uh, physical cartoon violence. Musical background, and there's really not anything you can say because it was all slapstick. Yeah, yeah. which is you know perfectly good. I I enjoy a good dose of slapstick every now and again. Okay, Slappy the Squirrel, best character. So <laughs> Slappy the Squirrel, best character. Yes, <laughs> um, I, I love Slappy the Squirrel just because one, she's probably the only character out there during this time frame that was one old and two presented as cool while she was old this is true she's and because she was beating up hippies because she was beating up hippies she was crotchety as shit i i appreciate it like a, a lot of the movie and broadway references kind of fly over my head or i'm like yeah whatever but i appreciated all the musical references in this because mm-hmm. they referenced country joe and the fish and i was like whoa okay that's a really deep cut like, yeah only i know about this song apparently and also they referenced sound of silence yeah, they yeah. they reference a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, there there's one thing that I've it, there's one of the little tunes that they've had in here that I've had in my head, which is like, "Who's got a brand new pack of crackers? I've got some brand new cheese." I'm like, "God damn it!" It's been in my mind ever since. <laughs> oh yeah. And so um, just when the silence kicks in, that starts playing. It explains so much. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Slappy the Squirrel. Um, so she is actually voiced by uh, Sherry Stoner, a uh, very, very talented actress. And, uh, of course, um, it, here's a little interesting fact about her. The music that was played during her segments is an excerpt from Antoine Dvorak's Humoresque, number seven. Another deep pull. <laughs> Super deep. This is just like, yeah, 
Well, all right. So the the basis of this is that she, she is taking uh, was it Skippy Squirrel? Is that the name? Yes, Skippy Squirrel. Nephew. Skippy Squirrel. Or nephew. Yeah. Out to the uh, countryside because he has had way too much of this liberal, free love, hippie bullcrap. Yeah. Hate uh, district, San, San Francisco, flower power. Yeah. yeah. So Yoko too Ono. much of that. You're going out to the country. We're gonna hang out here in upstate New York. Yes. But guess what's going on in upstate New York? Woodstock. Woodstock. Man, the scene. This this particular clip is probably what was, was just like. All right, yep. This is why I like Slappy Squirrel. It's it yeah. Is, it, it's fun. It's like we said. It's it's like wall to wall. Like if you know music from the era, they reference everything there. Mm-hmm. Would you throw a tomato at me? like it's just it's it's one after like they just they cut back to them and then they're doing another song parody yeah like it's just it's so good yeah and then it culminates into probably one of my favorite parts of the show which is the who's on stage oh uh (laughs) who's on stage yes so yes is on stage no who's on stage no who is not here? But who's on stage? Yes, like guess isn't here. I like, that they, made, yes, I like, that, they, I like that they made the Who into like kind of a just a generic like British band of the time. <laughs> oh, God. Who is the band on stage? Yes. Okay, so yes is on stage. It's, it's, it's yes. who's on first, taken to a, a extreme degree. Oh, it yeah. was amazing. It's so good. And then Slappy Squirrel just she just started doing what polka and all of a sudden everybody was like oh god oh and they all lift <laughs> because that's all it takes to get hippies to go is just polka yep which is unsad for weird al because i do enjoy weird al's polka and every hipster loves weird al yeah difference between are we going to be covering weird al in the 90s i'm sure we could there's a bunch. oh yeah we there's oh. a oh uhf oh i oh, love uhf yeah, yeah that's that. gonna happen uhf is so good that is and we get to see what's his name before he went mad My, uh, michael richards yeah we get to see him Back, michael richards is like flowers for Algernon. <laughs> uh, gandhi too you get to drink from the fire hose <laughs> oh that's so uhf is, is i i feel so bad because like weird al was supposedly like near suicidal after how bad that movie went Ugh. like he was he was so upset but he also went against like an indiana jones and star wars that's kind of hard to top oh yeah. was that why that it was just like very oh man it was buried it was in a bad spot well i mean i think it's been redeemed it's like a cult classic now yeah it's yeah. super good and it's not like weird al is hurting at all right now no he's doing yeah, no he's, he's killing it right now yeah yeah so he's he's turned it around uh do any of us recall any other parts of animaniacs that we wish to to bring up that were not part of these four animaniacs is one of those ones where like i'm sure everyone's probably seen these by now but you can watch like compilations on youtube all the dirty jokes in it Mm -hmm. what was the what was the prince one fingerprints yeah fingerprints no we need thanks no we need to finger for prince no fingerprints she's holding prince and And princess gets tossed into a vault (laughs) <laughs> she's i think she said something along the lines of just like i don't think so yeah let's it's, see it's just one of those ones yeah it's, 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 and there's lots of double entendres yes and uh animaniacs is infamous for yes. innuendos all over the place yeah, hey that, nurse yeah oh. i think there was one part where they had like no 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 now do me she's like all right good night everybody yeah. <laughs> which is actually i believe that was in the um the state song episode hmm the only show that's only the show with more like more like gross innuendo is going to be the next one we do. So. Rocco has a lot of gross innuendo. Yeah, yeah there's a lot and fun innuendo, but well, it's it's great. You know, uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that we want to say about it. I I know if we had one of our residents, we've got a friend uh, by the name of uh, oh my god, why am I flaking? It's been t- a few hours. Of Some recording. friend, Timo. Timo, yes, our friend Timo yeah. Warner so, so is probably going to say like you forgot this and all the other stuff. We've forgotten we're... buttons and Mindy because buttons and Mindy aren't good. <sighs> I, I, bad. I hated Buttons and Mindy. I, you know, I, I, there was some endearing I, I, Buttons I, I, and Mindy. It was just a bad part. It was just a bad, like, chase the baby. Like, if I wanted to... Save, it, the, it, save the cat. Yeah, it, it was just one of those... It, it was one of the bad old um, Warner Brothers things that I never really enjoyed, which was, like, 
completely helpless thing trying to be saved over and over and it's, over. It's been done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's been done to death, and it was just like, oh, it's just this again. I just, I never really enjoyed it. Right. I mean, that's part of the, uh, the ensemble thing. They had the other characters that would kind of pop in and out. Yeah. I mean, they they come through, and you would, you would see the, the the mesh of them. But, I mean, overall, though, it's just the, the good outweighs the bad. No, I mean, like, any time the, the Warners were on, that was super good. I enjoyed the Rita mm-hmm. ones, even though I didn't like the dog. Uh, Slappy was great. The, the good feathers I could endure, and, you know, Buttons and Mindy, I would just be like, all right, I guess the, I'll go I, I grab the, some snacks. I think the yeah. good feathers, the problem, main problem is it's not a joke that endures to, to make them repeating characters, I think. Yeah. Well, there was, of course, you know, talking about major supporting characters, Dr. Otto Scratch and Sniff. Yes. The appointed um, psychiatrist for Warner Brothers, but also essentially the uh, the uh, the Warner Brothers parent, I would say. Oh, the that's guy. right. Yes. And what about the guard? He was he was a pretty constant. Oh, yeah, Ralph. 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 There we go. And then uh, Hello Nurse, of course, the uh, subject of many, uh, many innuendo. And... Um, <laughs> There was Thaddeus Plotz, which who, I don't actually remember. He was the short, hot-tempered uh, CEO of Warner Brothers, the guy that was almost always at like the center of like any greedy action. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's supposed to. Be, I'm sure he's probably supposed to be based on someone, but I don't know Warner Brothers history. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, he's probably just generic CEO type number eighty-three or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, if we're talking about other uh, memorable aspects of uh, Animaniacs, good idea, bad idea. Oh, those are great. Yeah. The God. the thing where it's just like... You know, Good idea. Eating an orange. Bad idea. Eating a light bulb. We can also talk momentarily about the direct-to-video movie. We can talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about that do if you, we have to. Do you, want, do you want to talk about Wacko's Wish? I never saw it, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna I mean, take we, your word we for could it. we could decide that we want to cover this as a movie at some point if you want to revisit yeah, Animaniacs. I, I'd like to do like a follow up Animaniacs of Wacko's Wish. I mean, it'd be fun. All right, that's the, the weird one where they're old, they're the poor orphans in a town, and stuff happens. I never saw yeah. this, so this is news to me. No, oh, it's a, taking place in winter. The Warner siblings are portrayed as orphans and live in a poor town run by a tax ruling king. Wacko makes a wish to heal a sick dot upon a star which crash lands over the mountains. And so the Warner siblings try and reach the star before everyone else in town, including all the characters from the show and memorable gags. It's the dark, gritty reboot. Yes. Christopher Nolan presents Animaniacs. (laughs) Dark and gritty. That's yeah. Where's Dot? Where's Dot? Where's Wacko? Get into uh, the chopper. I am the knife. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is like this. This was funny to revisit this because I had I had not seen this show. I in was very born long time. in the water tower, <laughs> <laughs> molded by it. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. So this what is... would happen if I touched your Stop. nose? <laughs> Stop. It would Stop. Be very painful. No, no more stupid Bane references, especially that Bane. That Bane is amazing and just oh, how what, awful it the is. The best Bane is clearly the one from Batman Robin. Whenever he talks, there are like baby crying noises in the background. <laughs> I've not seen that. That sounds awful. Oh, oh, that's always in my, well, like, I want to watch it because I know it's awful list. Let's, let's get mm-hmm. super drunk and watch that movie. <laughs> That may have to be like something where we stream us watching it and just, just go like, oh, just oh. like, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like twelve beers each and like an hour and forty five minutes of ice puns. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Freeze as he he's, freezes them. He's wearing a fur coat. That would just make him warmer. <laughs> Girl, you are ice cold. Freeze. Like, stay really chilled, bad boy. Again. All right. They've been on ice. There are many things from the 90s. Not all of them are good. No. no. That's why we're covering and taking care of all those for you. Any last thoughts on the Animaniacs? Well, why don't we talk a little bit about the kind of cultural impact of the Animaniacs? You had a a grand point about this. Yeah. So, kind of uh, thinking about this on a a more... um, The uh, macro scale. (laughs) Go macro. On a more macro level. You know, the Animaniacs, like many of the shows in the early 90s, was happening in a 
pretty important historical transition in the world. You know, the Soviet Union had just collapsed and America was also kind of going through this, um, you know, kind of uh, transition phase into being a global superpower. So I was looking around, you know, um, because sometimes I like to do this, I like to see what kind of like academic uh, studies or papers have been done around Animaniacs or other other TV shows. And I did find one piece uh, that was done uh, just talking about... um, you know, the relation of Animaniacs about, uh, well, the importance of Animaniacs to promoting a kind of um, nationalist ideology. Um, what? Yeah, I know. This is a, bear with me here. Um, so the very idea that you have, like, the, the Animaniacs themselves being representative of, you know, um, either Americans or kind of like the, the Amer- uh, American persona and the, the whole idea of like American exceptionalism being the ones to be able to solve different issues for like foreign actors because there were also episodes where they you know you had like on a Michelangelo episode where they were solving this uh, this kind of issue for um, Michelangelo being able to do the Sistine Chapel but then also appropriating elements from um, you know from uh, from Hollywood and from popular culture into what is like a, a very essential piece of Italian culture um, kind of, <laughs> and, uh, and Josh here is giving me some kind of a face here. Uh, <laughs> what? I thought this was a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, kids, cartoons are uh, do not exist in a vacuum. But to kind of uh, bring this to some kind of conclusion, um, the that whole that whole uh, uh, capacity of them of the Warners being in these like you know silly situations where they'd be interacting with characters like Albert Einstein and kind of helping him figure out or coming to his grand conclusion of you know the the EMC uh, EMC squared uh, equation e equals MC squared E equals MC squared thank you um, equation is a prime example of that kind of um, uh, of just that kind of uh, of notion of us as Americans being out there, being in the world, being the best, and being able to do, even through so, unconventional means, so the know, wor- being so able to solve. The War siblings are like some sort of stand in for like our cultural imperialism? Eh, kind of in, 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 a, in, a, uh, in a bit of a sense. And it, it is a kind of, um, it, it is a kind of uh, interesting allegory to, to think about because you don't always like think about cartoons like the Animaniacs as having those kinds of, um, of those messages um, running through them. But uh, to me, I think it was, uh, it was, it was curious to kind of put it into that context where you really start to see, you know, how cartoons um, are both representative and affected within the historical and cultural context in which they're created. There are a lot of national stereotypes floating around in, the, uh, in the, on this show. I mean, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we will take that into consideration and get back to you. My head is spinning at this point going like implications. Was was I being was I being indoctrinated by the government? Well, I mean, yes. any maniacs was one of the closing parting like moves of the Cold War. So. Yeah, it really was, was. Was what was Steven Spielberg really presenting? Was he presenting the model American society in a post-Soviet world? Yes. And also because one of them sounds like Ringo Starr, John Lennon is dead. Mm-hmm. Boy. It's, it's uh, there's there's this shit going on in this show, man. You don't even know. Yeah, it's hot. All right. Uh, any closing thoughts? Anything else we want to say about Animaniacs before we close this out? Bill Clinton playing the sax. <sighs> Gotta love that bastard. Remember, even if he has a hot for Ivanka Trump. Remember? Oh God. Remember what? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would probably go for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? You've seen a nice lady. I know nice ladies. Remember back when our presidents, presidents, even when they, even when they did shitty stuff, they were still likable in person. That era's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dead. God, I, I would love. I, I want if somebody hasn't made it. I want somebody that can do like every theme song, but in minor. <laughs> just, every, everything sounds like a funeral dirge. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look this up just to um, see if it has been done. The Warner Brother. I don't know. I, I would have to. I, I I definitely did a search for that for a while of just like every song, but in minor, just to make it minor, sad. minor, and in German, <laughs> and and slowed down to like a march. Animaniacs theme in minor key remastered. Oh, nice. We'll, maybe we'll drop that in. I have or something. to have to add that in somewhere. Yeah, I'll, we'll put it in the show notes. 
or I'll add it in here. And we're back. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to edit that. I'll you have no power of editing. I'll put, I'll put a slice of something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, does that take care of us for Animaniacs? I think it does. Do stu- I think we're, we've, we've now, got Now that it. we've finished our political discourse. <laughs> political discussion. And minor. And I, might, I might bring in an academic study here or there about something, something, something. Well, I mean, Martin, you have on the list uh, your your favorite idiocracy that's going to be coming up. <laughs> oh, oh, that's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, Especially that's gonna... this year. Yeah. That's I mean, that's... How can you not? Um, how can you not have seen that movie and just think, "Wow, 2017"? Just here we are. <laughs> sadly, sadly, less Terry Crews than we were hoping for. Uh, I've still not seen my getting kicked in the nuts channel. That's still not. <laughs> there's not even. Uh, is there? Uh, well, I guess a, there probably is a YouTube channel. Right, I hold, can on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, I'm sure we can find them. getting kicked in the nuts. Channel. Man getting you hit know, by too. football. Oh, here we go. Kicked in the nuts. YouTube. Episode one. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I told you. It's the new HBO miniseries. There's just less neon and less trash in it's, this reality. Yeah. Like Westworld, but yeah. Yeah, let's see how many views here. Um, shit. 39 views. Nah, that's not very <laughs> All right, so there's, 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 we, we do promise. There's some, there's some resemblance of, of hope for humanity. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Yep. All right, so that takes care of us for Animaniacs. That is uh, this week's topic. Uh, next week, it's going to go back to me, and it's going to be Rocco's Modern yes. Life. And like, uh, yeah, if if you hadn't picked it, I was going to pick this because this show is this show is rad. Rocco is part of the original Nicktoons. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I. I I thought at first I was like I don't know if I can go back to it, and it was only this morning. I'm like, nah, nah, it still it still holds up. It's its own little time capsule. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, so we're gonna be covering Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, which let's see if I can give you which episodes. I I had more than our normal four. Oh, I've got them here. Uh, all right, if you want to speak uh, so, them out. So we've you... got Wacky Deli, the two parter, Canned, Camera Shy, Popcorn pan- Pandemonium. And she's the toad. All right. You can check those out. Watch those. We'll be talking about those next episode when we do Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, that should be episode number five of the Saturday Friends Club. Woo! We're, yes. we're moving along. If you have anything you want to say, if you want to talk about Rocco, or if you want to talk about you know any of the uh, episodes, Animaniacs, Twin Peaks, Cool as Ice, Stargate, you can always uh, message across to us. Please talk to us about Coolest Ice. I want to hear everything you've got. Just send us memes. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably at some point do a email episode. Uh, so that way so we can, over here. Yeah, we can all talk about, you know, how right or wrong or things that you want us to talk about uh, with several of these, uh, of these topics. Uh, you can do that by sending an email over at podcast at satfriendsclub.com. So that's podcast at satfriendsclub.com. Also, we do have a Twitter. You can message over that. That's at satfriendsclub.com uh, because Saturday is too big to put on like a domain and a Twitter account. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's copyrighted by someone now. Probably. Uh, let's see. And if you, uh, so that'll take care of us. Uh, let's go through the uh, list here. Martin, thank you. Join in with us today. Uh, it's my pleasure. Eric, thank you, sir. Can't get rid of me. I sure can't. Sabrina, I can't get rid of her. I live with her. Love her. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, this is the part where we say goodbye on the show. Thank you for being on the show, sweetie. Okay, she's just going to stare at me. Uh, she's staring, and I, yeah, she's staring at you like the cat does. Yes, yeah. pretty much with just this dismissive, you mean nothing to me, uh, gaze. And I want to thank, as Josh, I want to thank all of you out there that are listening to this. We love you all, regardless of how you pick this up. If this just floated in the wind and you decided, hey, I'm just going to listen to this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you like this, you can go over to satfriendsclub.com. Like us on whatever service you pick this up, on iTunes, on Google Play, uh, wherever you have picked this. Please leave us a review. Say nice things. If you, you know, we'll, we'll scour those and we'll say nice things about you if you leave us a nice review. Kissy, kissy. I, w- I will give you a back rub if you give us a nice review. Yeah, Martin, no matter what, whatever type of back rub. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter who you hey, are. Don't worry, don't worry about Where you are, it. I will give you a back rub. Man, you are going to regret this. <laughs> our, if this ever takes off, you're going to be 24-7 are, back rubs. Just, our fans are gross. Yes. 
<laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thanks wow. For yeah, that's right. I'm taking you on, person. People have no idea who they are. Wow. Yeah, that's a great way to build our audience. I'm, I'm just, here and I'm ready to defend myself. Eric's just playing the heel turn the whole time. Yeah. He, he, he'll take a matchlock pistol and he'll Woo. blow you out. <laughs> he would, actually. Yes. <laughs> that's factual. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Nothing lying about Watch that. Out. Uh, all right, and so uh, wherever you get us, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate that each of you downloads and listen to our, our banter every single week. I said it will be a Rocco next week. Uh, and satfriendsclub.com, find us, say nice things. We do have a Patreon. We do have an Amazon link if you so wish to use them. And that takes care of us. From all of us over here at the club, we thank you, and we will catch you next week for another episode of the club. Sleep well, everybody. Good night. Good, Good night and good luck.